P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Yes, and we're back <laughs> for another year preview movie <laughs> podcast episode. It feels like we're hitting our stride now that we've gotten to the point where like, we're doing episodes for the mm-hmm, third time. Because mm-hmm, I think this yeah. is the third time we've done this, right? Yeah, it is. It's it's the third time, and it's only a year and three months later than usual. Or I guess, yeah, a, a three months later than usual. But. Yes. <laughs> yeah, usually we'd be doing this in January, but surprise, we're doing it in yeah. March. Well, yeah. this will be coming it's out in April. Fault. So... Yeah. <laughs> 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 But it's not our fault. Movies were obviously just shuffled to the back um, during COVID. The Oscars comes out in next month, I guess, or in April. Yes. Yeah, April and 25th. So we were going off of that as far as our 2020 to 2021 year goes. Um, our rankings for 2020 will be coming and will feature some of these movies that are technically 2021. So it's all just a huge mess. And it's not our fault at all. Blame mm-hmm. COVID. Yes. Okay. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because last year we did this same episode we talked about 30 movies that were supposed to be coming out that year and of them only 16 came out so like (laughs) half of the movies that we talked about on last year's episode we could talk about again on this year's episode because they (laughs) still have not seen the light of day yeah it was a pretty sad pretty sad to look through this year's upcoming features. One, I felt like there was less, but that's also because I'm three months in. And two, there's a lot of like big studio films more than any like standalone type. There's a lot of sequels, a lot of Marvel. Um, There's a lot of uh, big bad (laughs) movies on the pipeline, but it still made me excited for some things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. And we'll and we'll get into the movies that we're excited about and not excited about. But I think that there is a lot of reason to sort of be hopeful that these movies will be good, even if there are a lot more big budget things than indie things that are, you know, on the horizon for us, at least right now and at least probably in the first half of the year. I feel like by the time we get to next fall, we might have some smaller films that were made, yeah. you know, toward the end of the pandemic. But before we get to it, this upcoming year's movies <laughs> we should go back and look at the movies we talked about last year we always guess what we think the rotten tomatoes scores are going to be on these movies <laughs> yeah. and let me tell you i really just cleaned up this year i and... don't think that's true <laughs> i mean i i t- calculated are we going the off of are we going off of um the price is right rules or because uh, i think i won that way <laughs> No, we're not going the Price is Right rules. <laughs> I'm just, I'm is that how you calculated these? Yeah. <laughs> no. No, it's just whoever's closest. <laughs> not without going over. Yeah. No, I know. I, it's fine. I, I'm bad at this. You're relinquishing. Yeah. So of yeah. the, uh, however, 16 or no, 26 movies that we rated and came out i was uh i got 15 right and shelby got 11 right with the critics but with the audience score we tied so we each got 13 okay so so you saved yourself a little bit but two things that i wanted to point out specifically from our uh ratings last year number one is that shelby's beloved promising young woman 
I was the one who chose to talk about it. And then I was also the one who gave it the higher prediction score. So what did I give it? You said 85 and I said 93. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm just used to I'm just used to people uh, hating women. Okay. Uh, Okay. I just well, can't believe we're I had in a new I era. had so much faith in that movie, and I was you know an <laughs> and original. And you got stand, to you choose it because you chose first. I had to go through and make sure we weren't overlapping. So <laughs> I don't remember let's just that. Say but that. Sure. <laughs> the second thing, and this and this is wild, oh, is I, I was looking at you know obviously the audience scores, the critic scores for these things. I still believe the uh, the Christian rock star <laughs> oh, yeah. movie starring KJ Apa. Um, which I predicted would have a 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. You said 52. It did have a 52 with the critics. But the audience score, it had a 98%. <gasps> and oh I was gosh. like, this, ha- this had to have been some kind of concerted effort by like churches or somebody who like got a ton of people to go in and rate this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Because there is not <laughs> a chance in hell that that got 98% audience score without some assistance from somebody or a higher power because that movie which i did watch in covid and was not (laughs) horrific was definitely not 98 yeah that's that's rough that's uh that's pretty wild (laughs) so so i was like the maybe like no one saw it and the only people who saw it were the people who were like really were like we just got to give it a hundred i don't know Mm -hmm. but those were the two things that I picked out. And well, was like, hmm. luckily, I looked at this list, too, because there were some things that stood out to me. One, um, you said Scoob would get 86%. <laughs> Shelby, I, why, we didn't bring that up. Um, but to even things out, I said, and this is embarrassing. I said that the Invisible Man was only going to get 28%. And I you know. Said 79 and it got 91%. Mm. So we're both bad at this. I also said the witches would get 81%. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. you got your Anne Hathaway. Yeah, there were some uh, some dicey yeah. picks on our part. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it goes. We both thought yeah. Tenet was going to do really well. That's true. Um, Tenet. Um, yeah, it didn't. Uh, you know, it, it probably got exactly what it deserved. So, And I said Eurovision would be 56%, which was a, which was low. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you also said that you were going to love Fantasy Island, Antebellum, and Rebecca. <laughs> and were all I bad. Think you hated all of them. They were all terrible. <laughs> and I thought I was going to love Mulan, but I hated it. Yeah. Mulan. And then I knew that was going to be bad. I thought I would love, or I thought I would. No, I did pretty good with my guesses, I guess, with what came out. Well, I also had Train to Busan, too, and I thought that would be good. And it was I heard it was so bad, I didn't even bother watching it. Oh, I didn't even know that was out. Yeah, no, it it came out quietly and and fizzled (laughs) quickly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, this year will be good. We'll have a rapid fire round at the end with some of the ones we talked about last year so we can change our guesses if we want. But yes. should we get into it as yes. things go? <laughs> Let's get into this upcoming year's movies. Okay, you're, we each picked, like we did last year, 10 movies that we're excited about, five movies yes. that we're not excited about, and we'll just yes. kind of like go back and forth through them at, as they would come out in a calendar year. Yeah, so I'm excited because this one I'll be proved right really fast. Um, Godzilla versus King Gong 
King Kong comes out this weekend, March 31st. It's the sequel to, it's kind of weird. It's a sequel to Godzilla King of the Monsters, which was a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla. And it also ties into Kong Skull Island, which starred... um, Brie Larson. Oh my gosh. Brie Larson, Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson. That was, was much... truly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. My family <laughs> That's watched I that during too. Christmas a couple of years ago. Just, and I just remember us dying laughing. Like, just be aware. It got 75% thing. on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics like loved the energy. I don't I didn't get it either, and I rewatched it and it still just didn't work for me. Like the weird Okay. Like forced campiness. So whoever was watching uh, Kong Skull Island was also watching <laughs> I Still Believe. We got this. Same, yeah. We got to figure out who these people are. Yeah, but I did love. I did love Godzilla. I think 2014's Godzilla is a great film. King of the Monsters was a much more cheesy film, but a lot of fun. I think this movie is going to be more similar to King of the Monsters, and obviously features this big battle. It it brings in some new characters, brings in some old characters. The twist is it's already technically has its Rotten Tomato scores, so I'm I'm gonna say it, it lingers at its high eight, at the low eighties it's currently at. So I'm excited. Last, I think it'll last be fun. year we ranked this, and you said it would get a thirty. I know because King of the Monsters only got forty two percent, even though I thought it was good. But then Skull Island suddenly came out and did 75%. And okay. I, I think I think we need to throw out the scores for this and not count this movie. <laughs> be, also, to be fair, I've already seen this film because I'm writing oh, an yeah. article wait, wait, wait. For, for BuzzFeed about it. How and... did you get approved to write an article about this movie? That's what the people need to know. Well, I pitched it and they said yes. And no what one did... bothered to look and see if I uh, cared about these movies. Wait, all. what was your pitch? Like, <laughs> let me write well, so I love him. So it's actually, I'm writing an article about the kids uh, in Stranger Things and the oh, movies okay. that they have been in while oh, Stranger okay, Things okay, is on okay. hiatus. And Millie Bobby Brown, right. 11, is in this. So that's why I got to see it earlier. Man, did you like it? You know, well, we're doing an episode. It was about fine, it, so it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get into it. Well, I mean, it's already partially left my mind, but yes, we'll talk about it. Um, okay, next movie coming out May fourteenth. Uh, this one has been pushed over and over and over again. Is the woman in the window? I picked this one. I don't think it's going to be good. Um, I don't want to do an episode about it. Well, we probably will be. <laughs> this is Amy Adams based on the AJ Finn novel. Um, it was supposed to come out. I mean, it, it has gotten bumped so many yeah. times, even before the pandemic. And then it got bumped a <laughs> bunch of times in the pandemic. Now it's finally coming out on Netflix. We talked about this last year and I said 42%. You said 40%. I think I'm uh, you know fine to stick with that. The the only thing that does give me some pause about this movie, well, mm-hmm. one is Amy Adams because she's always good, but two Tell that to Hillbilly Elegy. Well, yeah, Hillbilly Elegy was terrible. <laughs> um, but okay, so I have a theory that is going to come up mul- with multiple movies on this list. Oh no, <laughs> that so obviously in the past year these studios had all of these movies that were finished, and they had to decide like what do we save and put in the theaters (laughs) what do we dump and i feel like as this year has progressed and we've seen all of these movies that have come out at least my theory is like the the studio understands which movies are going to be better than others and has dumped 
their worst movies already and are saving things that they think are going to be better and do well in theaters just because like Mulan, Wonder Woman, Tenant, New Mutants, like the things that they have put out, I just feel like haven't been great. So the fact mm. that they have sat on one on the <laughs> woman in the window for a whole year during this pandemic and not sloughed it off to somebody at some point. Wait, like, but you said it's going to Netflix, I not mean, a theatrical. Yes, place. it is. But I think I don't know. I just feel like they've <laughs> they've kept it so long. Like maybe there's something interesting going on here, but I still think it's going to be bad. So I I have yeah. a forty two. Do you want to change your forty, or are you good with that? Oh no, forty is good. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I, honestly, it might be generous, but uh, yeah, I can see that argument for some other movies on this list, but I don't hold out any hope for this May dump. Okay. Um, next up. the next one is one that I think is going to be bad even though I think people will be mad at me for saying this and it's May 28th Cruella comes out starring Emma Stone and I uh, it's like one of those you know live action remakes but make it a villain twist uh, I don't know why we decided a movie about a woman who hates puppies is like a good idea but here we are and we got the first teaser and it's like I don't buy her accent. It's definitely looks cool. She looks sexy. It looks like well created, but it just seems weird and like hashtag girl bossy, but like with an animal (laughs) abuser. So I just like, I don't know the vibe because with Maleficent, it was that they twisted the whole, the whole story on its head. And honestly, we don't, we haven't seen it yet, so we don't know, but I don't know how they like change the narrative here <laughs> to still make her the villain in 101 Dalmatians. Um, so I don't know. I just, I don't see how they'll successfully twist it. And also Disney has been just like missing on these live actions. So I gave it a 50%, which I feel like is generous, but I'm just not looking forward to it. See, I gave this a 64%. Hmm. I think that Emma Stone is fun and likable. I can see this kind of being a little milk toasty, but I can't see it being like terrible. I think that this will be, I think that we probably will get very little of puppies involved at all. I feel like this. Obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a prequel. So I think that they'll try to make her as sympathetic as possible. And then she's sort of like screwed over in some way. And then we just are left with the like, and then she's going to get worse, but we don't actually see it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my it's vision the, for this movie. It's the, uh, <laughs> the song of the birds and the bees or the ballad of the snakes and the. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The, the hunger games. <laughs> the the hunger um, games prequel. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, remember the, we did that episode. The we had to read that whole book. The, the ballad of the. The ballad of the snot, the song of the snakes, the, the, the and everyone's name singers. was like was like Julie Gray <laughs> and like <laughs> Bonnie Blue and whatever. Yeah. They were all like colors. Yeah, oh. yeah this just Take feels like like Joker light. You know, it's like poor little white yes. girl yeah. is so bullied yeah. that she mm-hmm. deter- becomes determined to become the fashion icon who one day slaughters a hundred yeah. dogs. It's just mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> okay. But the next one I'm excited about, this was one I thought would be good last year. It's A Quiet Place 2, which was one of the early ones to say that they were going to save it until coronavirus was over, (laughs) thinking it would be like a month or two. And here we are a year and a half later. Um, It'll come out May 28th. I'm excited for it, even though I don't think it will do as well as the first one. I don't think critics will be as impressed as it because it's opening up its world. Um, it, it's about them going on the run from their 
quaint little farm. And so there's more people introduced, probably more world building than just a whiteboard sound. And I'm excited, but I'm going to, I don't remember what I gave it last year. You gave it a 68. Oh, okay. Perfect. Cause I wrote 65. So it's oh, still in the great. same ballpark. <laughs> I gave this a 62 last year. I think I'm going to up this to a 74. I oh, think okay. that this, again, my theory of like saving things, I think that this is good. I also think that because this is going to be something that comes out in theaters and everyone's going to be excited yeah. and it's going to be new, that people are going to, critics are going to be more into this than they normally would be. So I'm going to say yeah. 74. Okay. Um, Another movie that... I, that we were excited about last year that I'm yeah. still very excited about is In the Heights, the mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda musical starring Anthony Ramos from Hamilton. And this just looks like such a fun movie. It's it's musical with big dance numbers and fun costumes and a great set based on the trailer. And I think that the fact that they didn't dump this at some point after the, all of the Hamilton hype of last year just really, for me, speaks to the fact that this is going to be good. And I already thought it was going to be great. I gave this a 90 last year. You gave it an 81. I'm very excited for In the Heights. Yeah, I I wanted to change it to 92, 90 as well, because... I do feel like similar to how you feel about Quiet Place. Like I think people are just mm-hmm. going to eat this up, and mm-hmm. I, and for good reason because it does look very fun. It does look very good, and it has been a long time coming. So excitement is high. And, and now we get to a movie that we did not talk about last year. Um, this is the new Pixar movie Luca that's coming out on June eighteenth, and I'm excited for this one. Uh, this is an original. Pixar movie that sort of at least in my mind doesn't feel like it's really similar to a bunch of other things that Pixar has made where I think we've gotten some of these like rehashed ideas or sequels a lot recently Um, it's about two boys who are growing up in Italy and it sort of has like a little bit of a like call me by your name sort of like by the beach like these big houses vibes Mm -hmm. but they are uh, secretly sea monsters, I guess. So, like, when they go in the water, they become sea monsters. They're voiced by Jacob Tremblay and Jack Dylan Grazer, and also Maya Rudolph is doing a voice in the movie. And mm. it just looks, like, very fun and summery. And, you know, Pixar is is good, I think, when they're doing something a little bit different, and this feels a little bit weird. So I am I'm excited. I'm giving this an 82. That's what I wrote. Ah. Oh my word! You, we're so in sync. Uh, um, I hope you agree with me on this next one because I'm excited for it. Um, <laughs> you didn't seem that excited last year, but hopefully your taste has changed. June 25th, F9, Fast and the Furious 9 comes out. It was intended for last summer. They've saved it, so arguably, to your point, it must be high art. Um, I love my fast franchise. I think it's only gotten better with each film, but this is the first one to be directed by Mr. Lin since 2013 and the first one not written by Chris Morgan since 2003's Too Fast, Too Furious. So I'm, I'm a little bit more hesitant because of that, just because they had such a powerful team behind the last few films that I'm just like, why why mess with perfection at this point? 
Um, so we'll see how it goes. This one features Dom's younger brother we've never heard of, who turns out to be an evil assassin and oh. is working with their old enemy. I don't even remember who this is, but Cypher. And so there's like a personal vendetta against Dom, who's played by the not world's most handsome bald man, Vin Diesel. Um, but a great musician, Vin yeah. Diesel. <laughs> yeah. And... It also stars other bald man, uh, The Rock. So I'm going to give it a 69, um, but hold out hope that it'll be better. Um, yeah, I, I gave this a 62 last year. I think I'm going to stick with a 62. Mm, okay. Um, you know, I think that this will do well in the box office. I also think that this is a movie that will do well abroad. Like, I think it makes a lot of yeah. sense that they would save this for the theaters and that a lot of people will go see it in June, especially at that point, you would have to think like, we've black widows come out quiet places come out like people are used to going to theaters more people are being vaccinated or you know are probably i mean not everybody but like lots of people will be at that point so herd immunity (laughs) yeah so i think it'll be good um i don't know how good the movie will be but quote i think it'll be good you just said that you just said that on air. I think the theater going experience will be good. <laughs> I think it will do well. I don't know how much critics are going to like this. Okay. Well, then I hope you'll find yourself at the theater again the next week because June 30th, A24's major offering, Zola, is well, going to be Well, if it's out. A24, I will be there. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is about... One of the first viral tweets I like followed in real time. And it was back in 2015. This woman on Twitter just like took just took Twitter by storm with this crazy story about her weekend trip to Tampa. Um, and so this film was optioned off of that Twitter thread and a follow up story that came out, I think, in Variety or Time. I don't remember. Some story. Rolling Stone. Whatever. Anyways, this is a story about a waitress who accompanies an exotic dancer to a road trip to Florida to make money at a strip club, but then things just go awry almost instantly and get really shady and wild. And (laughs) it was a pretty funny story to follow. Turned out to be a little bit uh, dramatized, but it just makes it uh, a movie that seems perfect for theaters and, uh, and filmmaking. So, I'm excited. I think it's already gotten a lot of attention. Um, Some people have seen it just because it was released at one of the festivals last year. And so a lot of anticipation is built up. So I'm going to give it a solid 90. Oh, okay. I'm giving this an 84%. Um, but yeah, I think this, this was maybe, this was either like sun, I think maybe Sundance, like the Sundance right before the pandemic started. And I heard a lot of good things about it. I'm excited to see it. It's a 24. It's also the writer for it is, um, Jeremy O'Harris who wrote slave play, which mm. did really well and which yeah. you liked. Like so I am excited for this movie. This is one of those ones that I would definitely, uh, I, I don't know if it like wasn't on our list. I don't know why I didn't pick it, but you picked it. So there we go. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, a movie that I'm not excited about seeing coming out July 9th is The Forever Purge, <laughs> the latest in the Purge franchise, which I do enjoy because they're campy and like not that great. However, I think the fun thing about The Purge is the purge and this movie is coming after election year when they've gotten rid of the purge and so basically it's that there's this ranch of people 
uh, where they're like, we're going to keep the purge going. So they like kidnap people and put them on this ranch and then, you know, they can hunt them. So basically it feels like the movie, the hunt that (laughs) came out, which I did like, (laughs) but I don't know if the purge is going to like, the purge is more horror and less like funny. The purge is funny at its like own. Like it doesn't realize it's being funny, but it is. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just don't feel like that this is going to be as poppy as it needs to be. I think this is going to be like too like dirty and depressing and whatever. So I'm giving well, this a 31%. Yeah. And isn't it just like any of those in a wood, in a cabin, like killer movies, you know? Right. Where- yeah. Now it is. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's not so- like, it's not like we're, Oh, it's the town and everyone can kill each other. Cause it's right. the purge. Yeah. Yeah. I said 33, but that's just because I was shocked to see how high the other purges are rated. <laughs> See, you do research for this. I just go by my gut, and I don't <laughs> think it helps you. So <laughs> You're right. Drag me. Um, okay, well, this one is a new one that I don't think should have been made. It's called The Tomorrow War, and it comes out July 23rd. And 100% the reason I'm not excited for it is the casting of Chris Pratt. I just don't. I don't trust it anymore. I don't think he's made a good movie in a very long time. And um, it is directed by Chris McKay. It's his first live action movie. He's He just did a lot of the... He was co-director on the Lego movie and then did Lego Batman. And so this is his foray into live action. And it's set in the future where humanity is fighting aliens, but is desperate for for like soldiers so they do time travel to go back in time to draft soldiers like historic i don't know like really excellent soldiers from the past so i don't know if that means we'll get like a soldier from the civil war a soldier from world war one or whatever or if it's just oh these guys were just brilliant in some unknown war whatever I read the like description for this and got very excited because for whatever reason in my mind I saw Chris Hemsworth and then I watched the trailer and it was Chris Pratt and I was like oh yeah no this is gonna be bad (laughs) yeah I actually didn't know there was a trailer out I did not even watch a trailer but I said that this will get 23 (laughs) percent oh I said 52 so you're probably right I I have a blind spot and it's just and it's Chris Pratt I don't like Chris Pratt Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it Twitter proved, he's the worst of the Christmas. <laughs> okay, I have this is a revised statement from our last year's podcast. Yes, last year say. we were talking about the movie Jungle Cruise, which is mm-hmm. the Rock Emily Blunt based off of a Disney ride movie. Mm-hmm. And I said it would get a thirty-eight percent. Mm-hmm. Shelby said it would, or I said, yeah. Um, and I was what like, did I say? "What did I say?" You said fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, however. Based on my theory, I think that this is a movie that they could have easily dumped on a streaming platform had they thought it not going to do well. It's not based on like a an identifiable property. I mean, it's based on a ride, but it's not like Mulan or one of these movies that's tied to a pre-existing movie that people mm-hmm. think are good. Um it feels like it could have been something easily that they could have put on their streaming platform that people would have watched because it's The Rock, because it's Emily Blunt, and it would have been fun. The fact that they have pushed this a whole year from last summer to this summer, mm-hmm. for me, is a signal of strength, that this is a good movie, that <laughs> wow. it is very funny. And so I am bumping my score up to an 83%. Oh, shoot! I I don't have that confidence. You make a strong point, but... 
So you're going to stick with a 52? Yeah. I mean, I, I had written down 54, but it's not that big of a difference. So I, wow, that's wild. Because I watched the trailer again and I was like, oh, this is kind of cheesy. I just don't know why they would put the, like, what is the point of having this movie in theaters? I think the thing I'm noticing with your theory is that the other the other thing happening is that these are big like stars. This is star power. And maybe there's something there that they have to honor as well. I mean, maybe. Like maybe they have contractual agreements that this will get a theatrical release. Because there was one movie we talked about where that was a problem at first, wasn't there? Yeah, but it's like they remember, but they like bought out Wonder Woman and Mm -hmm. then HBO is putting all of their stuff or Warner Brothers is putting all of their stuff. So I think that that wouldn't have been that big of a deal, especially for Disney. It's like, yeah, it feels like Disney is just going to steamroll these people if they want to. (laughs) And Disney has a new, you know, has like a fresh new streaming platform that they're trying to get people to watch. It's not like this is Netflix or HBO where they can. You know, it's like, oh, we've been in this game for a long time. Like yeah. Disney actively wants people to sign up for Disney Plus and they're putting lots of big things on their platform. I mean, like Cruella yeah. is going there. So the fact that they're like, no, Jungle Cruise <laughs> has to hit theaters for me says something. Yeah. Well, we'll see. July 30th. Um then we get August 6th, which is the Suicide Squad. And it's not being labeled Suicide Squad 2 or the sequel. It's just the, the Suicide thing. Squad. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is a hilarious move because they have zero respect for the first one because it was trashed by critics and fans alike. The only good thing that came from that movie, everyone said, was Harley Quinn. And so this is interesting because... It's pitched as James Gunn's Suicide Squad and like a ton of the trailers and, and and promotional stuff is like, no one could have directed this, even though someone did direct Suicide Squad before him. But this was all around that controversy where he was originally, he comes from Marvel. He did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and was set to do the third one. But then um, some conservatives found past tweet of his dug them up and was like hey if you're gonna cancel x y and z then we're gonna cancel this guy like don't you think these are inappropriate and he should be fired and disney did fire him and that was a huge thing whatever but then dc swoops in poaches him and has him do the suicide squad um does it look great like the trailers just released i think it looks fun i think it is interesting to see (laughs) marvel people take on uh dc projects and i think it will work because the marvel crowd is so happy to eat anything fun and shiny and i think james gunn does a good job of that which is why he's had two successful guardians movies and i think it looks like it has idris elba viola davis they're always watchable harley quinn obviously gets to come back and she's always a good time i think they got rid of some of the you know not as great fun parts. Will Smith isn't here. So I think it's more focused on the campiness, the fun, the energy. And I think it will be light years better than the first one. And so I said 73%. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um, I said 64 more out of just the fact that I think that there will be people who like this movie sort of no matter what. Yeah. Um, 
I I think that this movie is going to have a problem in that. What is it? Like, I feel like I am in this pop culture space and I'm very confused. Like, it's a sequel, but it has the same name basically <laughs> as the original. Some of the characters are back. Some of them aren't back. Like, do we need to have seen other uh, DC movies? Is it related to Birds of Prey? Is it related to the original Suicide Squad? Like some of the cast is back. It just feels so odd to me that I don't understand like what they're going to do with this. I think they're I mean, really going to have to get like their marketing like a, good. It's like a standalone. Like it, the idea is that the villains have been imprisoned for whatever amount. And so oh, they're yeah. able well, the, to work off time. The Suicide Squad, yes, the original one did stand alone. <laughs> but now we've had Birds of Prey, which was sort of a sequel. And then we have this, which is a, yeah. another sequel, but with the same name. But with it's just like, <laughs> I think you're complicating it. It's not that hard to follow the through line. I mean, I mean it's you- like Harley Quinn... I mean, so they open the movie and it's either before Birds of Prey or it's after and she's been arrested for something and now has to keep working for this team. I don't know. Like, is it that hard to follow? (laughs) I just, I mean, I think that for people who are not invested in this, it's like confusing, especially since they have the exact same names. Like, is this a remake? Is this not a remake? Uh, You know, like, I just, I don't know. I think counterpoint, it means that Anyone who hasn't heard of the original Suicide Squad will be like, oh, look, here's a movie. Yes. No problem. And anyone who did watch the original will be like, oh, thank heavens we're just erasing that from our memory. I'll go see the new one, not even knowing it's a sequel, you know? Mm. I mean, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) I don't. I'm not hopeful. Um, A movie I'm much more excited about. Yeah. Yes. So Shelby said that she was not looking forward to this last year. I was. But I'm and I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, August thirteenth, we have Free Guy, which is the Ryan Reynolds like is the background character of a video game who now all of a sudden has to become the hero of a video game. And I think that the premise seems fun. What I'm most excited though is that this is directed by Sean Levy, who is famously the director of Big Fat Liar and also like the <laughs> Night of the Museum movies, Pink Panther, She Rather Doesn't like. He has a lot of movies that I think are very fun and that did pretty well. I also feel like this is a, yet again another um, another movie that they could have easily put on a streaming platform. <laughs> it's not a big franchise. It's not attached to anything. The fact that they've saved it, for mm-hmm. me, says that this is going to be good. So mm-hmm. I'm sticking with the 72% I gave it last year. You I gave it a 50. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say 65 based on the new trailer. Okay. I I still think it's I'll like whatever it you know it's like it'll probably please some people and probably not impress others and that's just uh, that's how I feel about it. It's Ryan Reynolds. You love him or you hate him. Okay, next. Yeah. So August thirteenth, I was surprised to see this on the docket. Don't breathe two. This is getting a sequel. Uh, the first one is about um uh, a girl and her boyfriend who want to rob a blind guy who they heard had some insurance money. And it turns out the blind guy is like an ex like <laughs> military guy who takes them out and just like, they have to like hide in his house and try to avoid him. And he has like the power of uh, hyper hearing or whatever. It was like a very entertaining jump scare type of movie, but I hated 
the final twist. And I have to get into spoilers because obviously this is a sequel. So if you care, like, I'm sorry, it's like five years old. But in the end, it turns out his daughter had died and he kidnapped like the woman who who was responsible for like, I think, the hit and run and was keeping her locked up in his basement and was planning to inseminate her so that she he could then take her child and raise another daughter disgusting horrifying whatever the hero of that movie is the girl who was actually trying to rob him but then finally survives his madness and gets out of the house and the the movie ends with it with it open-ended where the guy disappeared and they don't know where to so we knew that but now there's a sequel which is pitched as the blind man hiding out in a cabin for years and has adopted a young orphan girl and is just living a quiet life with her until a group of criminals kidnaps the girl and forces the blind man to go on this sort of taken rampage. And the issue I have with this is that I'm uncomfortable <laughs> with the idea of us suddenly changing to him being the like hero or the I mean maybe a problematic hero but nonetheless the uh, the the uh, protagonist of this film and also the issue of him adopting a child after forcibly, you know, uh, inseminating a, or trying to inseminate a woman with his own semen and a turkey baster. Like I just, I have problems with this premise. And so I don't know why it's being made. I don't know why it was greenlit and I'm not looking forward to it. And I'm giving it a 29%. Yeah. I'm giving this a 36%. I also am confused just based on like the genre. The first one is very much like, a. Uh, trapped in a house kind yeah. of movie with people creeping around. And I could see maybe doing that again, but I don't understand why we're switching <laughs> to this taken mode. And yeah. also like him being blind and in this house, I think you have a lot of power and agency because, you know, he knows where things are. He can lock things in, you know, he could have a yeah. secret passageway, blah, 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 blah. Him just like out in the world trying to find somebody <laughs> feels like he loses all of his like abilities. So true. it just, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. I hadn't heard that this was coming out. I feel like this is going to do poorly. Yeah. Um, a horror movie that I'm much more excited about coming out August 27th is Candyman, the horror remake of the original Candyman movie by Nia DaCosta. And it was written with by her and also Jordan Peele. So it has you know, presumably some like get out us energy stars Yaha Abdul-Mateen the second from Watchmen, which I loved so much. I got burned last year with Antebellum because I was so excited <laughs> for that. Yeah. And but again, they dumped Antebellum. Yeah. This movie, they did not. They've kept no, it on the doctor. They're waiting. They're waiting to put it out in theaters. It's um, a way stronger like yeah i think and it's writer everything and it's based on a it's based on existing material that did Mm. well i'm excited for it i give it this a 75 but i think it could honestly be higher yeah i i don't remember what i gave it but i wrote it 81 okay perfect i actually don't think we talked about this movie last year so you're right yeah um okay this is a new one um september 3rd it's called reminiscence i had not heard about this until making this list and it's about it's a sci-fi drama thriller um, starring Hugh Jackman and Rebecca Ferguson, who they starred together in <laughs> um, 
Oh my gosh, why did my brain just start? The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. Thank you. And it's basically about a futuristic uh, tech where a private investigator of the mind, as he's described, is able to help no. clients access no. lost memories and uh, like relive them. Sounds terrible. <laughs> and, and so he falls in love with a new client, but then realizes that she might be... W- like something darker than he knew and so then it's like blah 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 i what, was what, what? shocked when i saw that you had picked this as a movie that you were excited about it's I also by the people hugh who jackman. did Westworld, and i was like oh but it's hugh jackman you know i just he always has a good time with his projects and i gave this a 40 percent, so it's not that i think this is oh. a great film oh. but okay i, I gave it a 50 a- so <laughs> i just i just have a just soft excited spot for, for him yeah. okay uh, but a movie that I think actually will be good is Dear Evan Hansen is getting the Hollywood treatment. Um, you're not excited? I don't. I didn't. I have never seen Dear Evan Hansen. <gasps> oh, I feel like you're the, one of the um, haters. The, the plot for me that I'm yes. aware of, I'm sort of like, uh, Ben Platt, I don't love. <gasps> Uh, this oh. to me, this for me has the prom energy. That's how, <laughs> whoa, that's whoa, the whoa, family whoa, that whoa, I have put whoa, this whoa, in. Whoa, 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 This is. I know it has Caitlyn Deaver, who I love. Just music alone, but. this is a hundred percent better than the prom. Uh, story is interestingly problematic, but it kind of wrestles with that. So I understand people who haven't wanted to bother with it, but it is. I really enjoy the music. I think it's beautifully written. I got to see. Uh, the performance they did out here in Houston, um, which I thought was really good and moving. And I'm excited for this. Ben Platt is reprising his role. And it also has Julianne Moore, Amy Adams. Um, So I'm kind of interested because, I mean, Julianne Moore, I don't know if she's musically inclined. I have no idea. Amy Adams obviously has done some things. Uh, I think Julianne Moore has been in musicals. I can't. Think of one off the top of my head, but I <laughs> yeah. feel like I remember her being in one. Yeah, so I'm excited. I did love this musical, so maybe I'm just biased, but I gave it 87%. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think I'm getting a nice set of easy points on this one. Um, I'm, I give it a 62. <laughs> You're a hater. You have to give it a chance. I was just listening to it today. I love it. It's really good music. Okay, uh, coming out September 24th is a movie that I had not heard of until (laughs) doing this list. And let me just tell you that I am smitten already. Uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, a a film about uh, Tammy Faye Baker, I believe is her name. Uh, They are sort of like these weird tele-evangelists from like the 70s, 80s, 90s. It's going to be Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield playing the lead roles. <laughs> and it's by Michael Showalter, who did The Big Sick and also Lovebirds. Mm-hmm. So I, this could be a total mess of like Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain doing wild characters and not having a good script. And like, is it funny? But it's a drama, but it's a comedy director. But I also feel like this has the energy of something that could be really good could be a big hit with the Oscars. <laughs> we know that they love a biopic and the and this feels like a more interesting version of a biopic than we've seen in a while. Like I I'm I'm fascinated by televangelists. So I <laughs> gave this a 74. Okay, I I said 62, so Oh, okay. Cuz we're okay. So we're not too far <laughs> off. Okay. Um next up back yet again is Dune. <laughs> 
coming out October 1st. I was excited about this last year. I read the book and then the movie got bumped. Um, but I really enjoyed the book. I think the movie has a lot of, I think that the book will be a really good movie. The cast is really (laughs) strong. I gave this a 91% last year. Shelby, you gave it a 90. I'm going to stick with that. Do you think you're, are you good with that too? Yeah. I'm interested about your next one. Um, okay. So... My next choice is Morbius, the Jared Leto Marvel like vampire bat film. And this is really throwing my theory off because this feels like a movie that they should have dumped. This this has to be terrible. It looks so bad. Jared Leto looks terrible. Well, they uh, can't dump everything. You understand. Right. Yes. So I think that somehow or another this didn't get dumped, but it should have. I don't think it will be good. I'm giving this a 54%. I think that might be generous. Oh, wow. Yeah, I said 28. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it, it could it could very well be that. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I hopefully won't watch it, but we'll see the score. So Yeah, I mean, look, I've not seen anything else for this weekend on the docket <laughs> here. So we'll in see, between though, Dune you know? and, you know. <laughs> Jared Leto. We did watch uh, whatever that other the Jared Leto movie with the limp, him I with the know. limp, yeah. digging the holes. Oscar. Um, October fifteenth, we got Halloween Kills, the sequel to Halloween, which was the remake I loved from a couple of years ago. I'm still psyched about this. I'm going to give it a seventy six, which is what I gave it last year. Shelby, you yeah. give it a fifty six. Yeah, that still feels good to me. I okay. just, you know, you can't strike the, <laughs> you can't strike gold twice, you know. Um. The next movie that weekend is The Last Duel. And this is the Matt Damon and Ben Affleck like movie where they're finally reunited. And it's just like, ugh. and it's about, ugh, it just makes me cringe every time I read what it's about. But it's like 14th century France, which, ugh. and it's about these best friends who have to fight to the death once one of them accuses the other one of raping his wife. And it's like, bleh, just barf everywhere. I just, nothing about this appeals to me. It feels so just exactly what I'd expect either of these guys to do at this point. And they like come together for the first time since the movie that put them on the map. And they're like, let's make this. It's just, I just can't, I can't deal with it. Okay. I'm not here for it. I hope it does horribly. I'm giving it a 40%. Oh, that's the same as me. Oh. I'm also giving this a 40. Uh, yeah, this the premise sounds bad. It sounds dicey. I mm. feel like nobody really has that much goodwill towards Matt Damon or Ben Affleck. I think the pitchforks are already out for this bad boy. <laughs> also, Adam Driver. Don't like... Uh, just the energy of this feels bad. Also, yeah. I can just... I can already see it like real gray and a lot of like tromping yeah, around in the mud. Just, like, dirt, and just like yeah. not fun. No. And I don't yeah. think that anybody in this is a good enough actor to really do you like, think they'll have french accents since it's in 14th century france or british accents because <laughs> i feel like they always end up having like these period pieces always just go british well i think they'll probably end up having no accents because everybody american. in this just, is american right just boston yeah yeah hey you you uh yeah. how you, you like dim apples yeah <laughs> yeah where's the horses at i gotta take a horse to ride in the castle I don't, that's not Boston. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, okay, okay. Mm. This is this is my biggest swing. I think this is my biggest oh, swing no. 
on the lineup. Okay. This movie, Antlers, which you may have seen a trailer yes. for. It's sort of like a weird little kind of indie horror film that was supposed to come out last April. The basic premise of this is that there's this boy who's at school and kind of like they think like, wait, is maybe he's in some kind of like a abusive situation at home. And no, it's that maybe he's living with some kind of terrible monster that he has to like feed things to. Um, and when I saw the trailer initially and the fact that it was coming out last April, I was like, nah, this kind of looks like a B movie, not great horror film. Like, you know, that they're just kind of dumping here in the middle of winter. However, <laughs> based on my theory that they, about like which movies get dumped and which movies are being put in theaters. I cannot see a single reason why you would save this. There's nobody famous in it. It was going to be not put out at like a good time of the year anyways. It's probably not going to make that much money. It's by this guy, Scott Cooper, who directed Crazy Heart and Black Mass and Hostels, which were all movies that didn't do, I mean, which were fine, but like didn't do that well. (laughs) This just, it has all of the trappings of a movie that is like not going to be good and is going to be immediately forgotten. And yet they have continued to save it. And now they're putting it out Halloween weekend up against Halloween kills, which you have to think is going to be a big heavy hitter in this horror genre space. So the fact that it is sitting here for me in my like crystal ball, I'm thinking, what does the studio know that we don't know? Maybe this movie is actually amazing. So I am going to predict an 84% for antlers. I think this is my wildest uh, prediction and I could very well be wrong, but (laughs) I'm taking a swing on it. I'm going to say like 43, honestly. I <laughs> I don't, like I get your point and I think they might be hoping for that, but I still just don't think it'll, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking for like hereditary upside. Like that's, yeah. that's the vibe I'm feeling yeah. for this. I, I'm hopeful for you because I know you love a, a highbrow horror. I just I don't do know if this is it. I do love a highbrow horror. <sighs> well, we'll <laughs> see. And I, I feel like sort of almost the opposite situation here with my next one which is the (laughs) elvis movie that's coming out november 5th the new Baz lerman movie Mm -hmm. and this is like big and fun and glitzy and tom hanks is in it this is the movie that he was shooting when he got covid kelvin harrison jr who i love austin (laughs) butler who used to date vanessa hudgens like this feels like a movie that i should be into that should be a good time that i think will probably do well and yet for whatever reason i just like it's a musical biopic. We got the stink of Tom Hanks's COVID spell just lurking all over the whole thing. So I'm giving this a 50%. I, oh, I'm yeah. not feeling this. I said 48. So. No. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So next up for me, <laughs> which I'm excited for, is one of the more talked about Marvel next chapters, Eternals. This has just a huge cast. I. I was trying to like just make a list of everyone involved. This is, is like the one Angelina that Jolie yeah. <laughs> what's his the muscular muscle guy Nandiani yes. got buff for this. Richard Madden is in it, Kit Harrington. Um I really don't know a lot about it, but I feel like people are most excited about this from the Marvel lineup and it seems like a fun cast. It's directed by um your favorite 
it's uh chloe zhao chloe zhao who does um, Nomadland. Nomadland. So a natural next step for her, going from mm-hmm. the quietest film known to man. I think she shot to these two at one. the same time, actually. <laughs> yeah. She was like going back and forth yeah. between the sets. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's like pitched as, oh, a race of immortal beings who lived on Earth and shaped its history and civilizations. I, I have nothing to go off of, but I really do trust Marvel. I think Marvel's had a hard time making a bad movie. Um, so I'm going to give it a 78. Oh, you gave it an 84 last year. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. I, you know, it just like comes and goes how I pick these numbers. I'm giving it a 62. That's what I okay. gave it last year. Okay. Good for you. Um, next up, November 19th, mark your calendars. This is a day we won't soon forget. MI7 is coming out. Oh, um, shoot. I don't think we're going to be able to do that for an episode that's right here <laughs> my birthday. Oh, dang it. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to do don't worry. Else. I don't even need you to rain on my parade. Like, I will happily watch this movie by myself. I'll go on Clubhouse and I'll do my own mini episode about oh, it. Oh, gosh. This is the movie. He went on a pro mask grant filming. So, you know, I'm still Team Tom Cruise with it. Um, no plots really known. The whole cast is back. I think these movies have been fun. They've been sharp. They've been good. Ask any critic since the last like three or four. So I'm excited to see how they carry on. I'm giving it an 80. I gave it a 70. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Bad news. Bad news. That I'm excited to talk to you about. Oh, this Same is weekend. interesting. Mm-hmm. Same weekend. I'll go a- see this instead. <laughs> There's a movie coming out called King Richard. And when I first saw this, I was like, oh, no. Is this like a Shakespeare play? Yeah, that's what no, I no, thought, no, too. No, 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 This is Honestly, the story. That, I was like, I got excited for that. And I then know. got I less like, excited wow, and then got time. re-excited again. <laughs> this is a story about Venus and Serena Williams is dad. So it's not about either of the tennis stars necessarily. It's a biopic starring Will Smith playing their their dad, who I guess, like, you know, he didn't have a tennis background. He overcame hardship. He overcame skepticism. And he made two of the greatest players. And I just, I have issues, okay? See, wait, I thought that this was, okay, maybe, maybe I am misinformed, but I thought that he was kind of a crazy person and that this was going to be more of a Honey Boy-esque type movie. It might be that, too. I mean... But the way it's being pitched in all these articles I read about it is that he like, you know, he he pulled himself up. He he made them learn and he made it work to the point of them becoming the players that they are today. And it's like, okay, like if the first movie we're going to make about Serena and Venus Williams is going to be about their dad, then they better be involved. And from everything I could find... They had no, they didn't do this. They're not like, they're not producers. They're not writers. They have nothing to say about it. That's why I assumed that it was going to be kind of negative. And I was kind of into it because I thought, well, Will Smith is usually plays, you know, these like very uh, likable characters. And maybe he's going to go against type to be sort of like the abusive, like um, pageant mom kind of thing, but with tennis. Yeah. And even if they do play him negative, it's still making the argument that whatever happened on his court, it worked to make Venus and Serena. And that well, just bothers me. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, yeah, Venus and Serena are obviously amazing tennis players who, who, you know, they are they are as good as they are based right. on their own ability. But 
anyone who is a professional athlete, anyone is a professional athlete because of their parents. Because you have to start training so young and no kid wants to do that. You have to have like a mildly psychotic a fairly abusive parent in order to be an Olympian. Like those Johnson and Johnson commercials or whatever <laughs> yeah. at the Olympics. I'm always like, mm, no, because all of these never. people are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree. I'm not so much. I, I'd be interested to know about him. I hate that the angle of like the first Venus and Serena movie is like, look at her, their dad. I just, I think there would have been a way to examine that without it being like, oh, the dad. Like like how they did I, Tanya, even, which is complicated because Tanya is such a... <laughs> well, and it is about the mom, too, but figure. yeah. But it just like, this feels so... And it's written by a man. It's directed by a man. It's produced by men. Like, it's clearly, wow, look at this. I don't know. I just well, have don't worry, Shelby. I'm issues. sure they'll do a remake with Scarlett Johansson playing both of the <laughs> yeah. Williams sisters before long. Yeah, yeah. But um, it is a November release. I, I, it's Will Smith though. So I wrestled with this, and I ended up giving it a 73. Oh, I gave it a 50. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's trying for some, but no probably idea. won't be doing well. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> December 10th, we get the remake of West Side Story, which not only was I not into really the original that much, and I'm not that excited to watch this movie, but now we got the stank of friggin' Ansel Elgort <laughs> on here, who, let's not forget, was accused of sexually assaulting a minor yeah. uh, when he was of age. And despite the fact that everyone else seems to not be uh, remembering this very much, uh, it's still front and center in my mind. And I'm hoping that when this movie gets around to rearing its ugly head, that we relitigate this a little bit because I feel like he somehow got off scot-free despite the fact that he is a creeper. So I'm not looking forward to this. I gave it an 85% last year when we talked about it, but I'm down to a 60 at this point. I don't remember. You gave it a 48. See, I feel like I want to go higher because I just think nobody, I don't know. You know what? I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll trust my old self. Okay. Um, instead of watching that next week on December 17th, you can watch Spider-Man No Way Home, which is the third in, um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man's. And not much is known about this, except that it features Jamie Foxx reprising his role as the villain in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, no, um, Andrew Garfield, and the villain uh, Octavia, Dr. Ock, um, from uh, Spider-Man 2, uh, starring Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. But so is my boy argument- Jake Gyllenhaal going to be in this next one? No, because he died, didn't he? I'm a hundred percent positive he died. He died. I thought he released a video at the end. He or did, did he die and then he released he pre-recorded? The oh, but then he died. <sighs> I'm ninety okay, percent certain he died. I'm readjusting this score. I can't remember, but I. But I, I only what's fun about this him. is that it's opening the argument for a multiverse, which is also something we think is coming down the Marvel pipeline with WandaVision, with Doctor Strange into the multiverse, whatever it's called, with and the Spider Verse so, already. Yeah, and then this idea that that could also mean that Into the Spider-Verse will feature into this Spider-Man somehow, which I think could be messy, but could be fun. And I really do enjoy Tom Holland Spider-Man anyway. So I'm excited. I'm giving it an 81. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll give it a I'll give it a 60. I was going to give it a 70, but I'm annoyed that Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. 
Um, okay, and then last but not least, we don't have a date for this yet, and oh we didn't gosh. last year, but the w- new Wes Anderson movie is coming out, <laughs> no. and it's about journalists. Barf. I'm giving this a 92. Shelby, last year you gave it a 71. Would you like to lower your score? <laughs> no, I'll leave it, but I hate it still. Okay, so now into the rapid fire rounds. A lot of these we already gave scores to, so we can get through these pretty quickly. First up, Black Widow. Last year I gave it an 86, you gave it a 45. I bumped like it change? up to 66. Yeah, I think that's probably wise. Okay, Top Gun. <laughs> Last year, I gave it a 42. You gave it a 61. Wait, I wrote 42. Oh. I don't know. I'm just hating on it, I guess. Okay. I mean, that. to be fair, I did have to watch the original in between yeah. now and then, and it wasn't great. Uh, yeah. Peter Rabbit 2. I gave it a 64. You gave it a 40. Oh, wow. I said 22. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Shelby, bull. I shouldn't, because kids hate love it, but I really just don't like it. Probably James Corden's fault. Okay, what about the new Cinderella with Camila Cabello that's coming out? I said thirty-one. Oh wow. Okay, I give it a sixty-two. Okay. Um, what about the new Space Jam with LeBron? I'm giving it a fifty-four. <laughs> I said forty-five. You really just crapping all over these. <laughs> uh, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, Old, I gave this a 23. Oh, wow. I thought it might be like one of his better, so I gave it a 50. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Uh, okay, the movie Bios, uh, which we talked about last year, and yes. I can't remember for the life of me what it is. Uh, it's, seven- about a, it's about a robot who guards a dog in the future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave this a 78. That sounds terrible. You give it an 89. That tracks. Yeah. Okay, what about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the Marvel movie with uh, Aquafina? I'm going to say 79. Oh, I gave it a 78. So, oh, perfect. perfect. Um, Venom 2. Um, I'm going to say a 23%. Okay, I gave it 45. Um, the Sopranos spinoff, The Many Saints mm. of Newark. I gave it an 82. You gave it a 68. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, the new James Bond movie. I gave it a 76. You gave it a 60. I'm going to say 80. Ooh. I don't know why I still am not into it, but I feel like most people are. So, uh, The new Ghostbusters movie. I gave it a 41. You gave it a 61. But I'm going to bump mine up to a 65. I, think I this bumped is mine to 70. Their maps like basically the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh Kingsman. I gave it a seventy seven, no. you give it a fifty one. Oh wow, I said forty, so I'm gonna change it, honestly. Okay. Sherlock Holmes three, which I didn't even know was coming out. I honestly uh, don't know. It's not been made yet, and um oh. they keep saying it's still gonna come out, but I just have doubts. But if what it does, that? I'm giving it a fifty. <laughs> Okay, I'm giving it a 64. Um, <laughs> Matrix 4, I'm giving this a 43%, which I think might be generous because Matrix 3 was terrible. But they've all done really well, I thought. I mean, I guess. I'm giving it a 62. Okay, perfect. Okay, we'll see in a year how we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least hopefully this year these movies will be coming out. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> If we ever get the vaccine, well, you got the vaccine. Yeah, I'm good to go. Because you're really (laughs) hip and whatever. But okay. Well, this was great, Shelby. We'll be back next week to talk about Godzilla versus King Kong, if I can remember it at that point. Um, 
In the meantime, follow us on social media. You got anything else to plug, Shelby? No, that's it. Okay. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.